except when believe that the best example in every aspect of our lives is the example of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the ayah that they recited, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا And undoubtedly, most certainly remains the best example for you in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So you all believe, you all accept that in every aspect of our lives, be it our business dealings, be it our mundane, simple day-to-day activities, eating, drinking, sleeping, dressing, be it in our socializing, in every aspect of our lives, the most perfect, the most beautiful, the most practical, the best way is the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What doubt can there be about the beauty of the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when even the disbelievers prior to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam being blessed with Nubuwa before he was a Nabi the disbelievers already had acknowledged, confessed and accepted that there is nobody better than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Al-Ameen was in his title Afdal Qawmi, he was accepted as the best of Makkah Mukarramah. Just one example whether we can understand the high lofty level of the character of Muhammad prior to becoming a Nabi. So we can really imagine after being blessed with the divine light of prophethood of Nubuwa, how much greater would have Rasulullah become. When the sun rises, then the, the light of the sun is unparalleled. Nothing can equal the light of the sun. So prior to Nubuwa, already he was on such a high pedestal, such a beautiful way, such beautiful mannerism. So just one example is Habib who says that in the days of Jahiliya, in the days of ignorance, before Nubuwa, he had once a business transaction with Rasulullah so they conducted their business, they concluded the transaction, and he had to pay Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to give him some money, but to pay him. So he said to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, can you just wait for me here? I'll quickly run home, I'll bring the money, and I'll come and give it to you. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, sure, no problem. So the Sahabi runs home, and as it happened sometimes, he entered the home, he got caught up with some somewhere, which is prior to Islam, he got caught up with something and he completely forgot about his promise to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his commitment. And he says that I only remembered after three days. Three days later I remembered that, oh, I promised him that I'm coming back with the money, but I completely forgot. In fact, of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And to his utter amazement and surprise, he finds Nabi waiting at the same spot. When he left him, he was not waiting there. 
So what down can they be after the war? Imagine what must have been the level and the behavior and the beauty in the ways of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this is why I began by saying that the old days, we all accept that there is no way better than the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now one aspect in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which I want to share with you too by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which sometimes perhaps we tend to overlook or maybe ignoring it or perhaps we don't attach that amount of importance to. And that is the conduct of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his home. The conduct of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with his wives, with the housekeeper, how was Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at home? How was he as a husband, as a man at home? What was his way? What was his behavior? Because this is the best example. And why is it so important to discuss is firstly the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, not my words, but the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, one day he said to the Sahaba, oh my Sahaba, if you want to know who is the best amongst you, if you want to know who is the best amongst you, then a very simple test, khayrukum, khayrukum li ahli. The best so-and-so says, oh, mashallah, this is a very good person. But the best amongst you is that person whom the house people, the wives, the children, those living with them, with you at home. That person who they testify and say that this is a very good person. The best amongst you is he who is best to his family. And the reason is obvious outside we can we can bluff everyone, we can pretend, we can put up an act. But at home, this is where we are living. This is where we are in and out. So Rasulullah said, the best amongst you is the best with his family. And I am the best to my family. And remember the home is to say the bedrock of society. It's the nucleus of society. It is where our community starts. It is where the church, the people that we see in the community belong to homes. If those homes are correct, if, and the home begins with the man at home. So if the homes are correct, if there is a good environment at home, a positive environment, an environment of respect, of encouragement, an environment of good values, good ethics, good morals, then those people that will come out from that home will have the same type of behavior and same type of ethics, same types of same type of ways. So how was Nabi Akim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam at home? What was his conduct like at home? Now there are so many things to speak about, but with a few moments that we have, I would just like to highlight few aspects 
outstanding aspects in the life of Rasulullah Well, firstly, I want to share with you about the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the aspect of consideration. The aspect of being considerate to the people of the home. Now, consideration is not something specific to the home, but it is something which it is a very important part of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu and a very important part of the deen of Islam being considerate, being careful not to hurt the next person. To understand the importance, Rabbi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, I am Muslim, man salim al-Muslimin, amin al-Isanihin, wa yudin. That a complete Muslim is good. Together with performing his salah, his performing salah, that is part and parcel, there is no deal without salah. When the community, I think it was the people of Saqif, if I'm not mistaken, they had come to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they said, finally now we are ready to accept Islam, only of Allah, we have come, we want to believe. But we want to negotiate, we want some, uh, we want some discount with regards to Islam. Second thing, we want you to drop that for us. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, okay, what, what is it that you want to be exempted from? So we said we want to believe, but we want exemption. We don't want Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that is not possible. La khaira fi din, la salatu fi. That religion is of no good, meaning that religion is not complete, wherein there is no salah. So a Muslim, who's a true Muslim, together with his salah, he's giving his zakat, he's keeping his siyam, his song, his fasting, no matter what it is. But together with all of that, that is not only what makes up a Muslim. A true Muslim is a person whom others are safe from the hurt of his hands and his tongue. He doesn't hurt anyone verbally, neither physically, not even verbally, not even mentally does he hurt anyone. So being considered, being kind, considered means having this concern in our minds to make the next person comfortable, he mustn't feel uncomfortable, discomfort, mustn't feel hurt, and mustn't disturb him or cause him or her pain in any way. Now this was something, as I said, not specific to the house. But this, this is something which Nabi Sallallahu called the Sahaba, and he said, hallmark, part and parcel of our deen. Muslim doesn't hurt anyone. He doesn't cause technique, sometimes it may be small things. So it was the day of Friday, it was Jumu'ah, a person enters the mercy he is late. So what he does, he begins jumping over the shoulders of people, jumping over. He wants to go to the front. Rasulullah sallallahu says, hey, hey, hey you, Idris, sit down. Sit, sit where you are, where you came in at the back, there's no space, sit there. Faqad ahadayt, you are harming the people, you are disturbing them. You are hurting them by jumping over the shoulders. Don't cause them to feel, don't cause them to hurt Consideration. Now Mr. a small sahabi, he's sitting with me, someone brings a plate and tray of, of dates, tamash. So as is the nature of a child, and not only a child, our nature. Men, we, by our nature, Allah Ta'ala has made it, we both will be made with greed. That's our nature. 
It is something which maybe according to Saralama is told us this is an evil that we have within us. They come, for example, anger, pride, jealousy, likewise, greed is something that we have, it's intrinsic, it's part of our making. You can't take it out. Like for example, a dog, part of the dog's behavior, it has to run. You can't take it out, you can't just put the dog to sit one place. So our nature, our makeup has greed within ourselves. But Islam teaches us that we have to control that greed. We cannot become greedy. So this child, what he does, he quickly grabs two dates. He takes two dates. Nabi sallallahu a small child. But Nabi sallallahu is teaching the child from the young age the same teaching of consideration. That don't only be concerned about your own comfort. Don't live in a world where nobody else exists. As long as I am comfortable, I ate, I sleep, slept, I am feeling comfortable, it's okay. The others go sort their lives out. This is not the nature of a believer. A believer, as he is concerned of his own comfort, he is equally concerned about the comfort of the people around him. Like Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Wallahi, Wallahi, that person is not a believer. That person, his Iman, his Islam is not complete. Who? Who goes to sleep at night, Having eaten, his stomach is full, and he knows that his neighbor hasn't eaten. His neighbor is hungry. That can't be the behavior of the believer. He's considerable. So the Bishop tells the youngster, the child, oh my, oh, young boy, take one day. Don't take two. Because there are so many people here. Everyone will want it. It's the time of Sahaba. In abject poverty, so much of poverty that Sahaba in the early days of Islam, they only had one sheet of cloth to cover their bodies, that's all. One sheet of cloth. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Aisha radiallahu says, we would see one moon, and then the second moon, and then the third moon, three months, and the soil wouldn't be lit in the house of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to cook food. One food. Just dates, water, dates and water for three months. So Nabi Sazam tells us a hardy, don't take one date, don't take more. Let everyone get one, one date. When everyone has taken one, then if there is extra, then you take the second. So this was the same teaching of consideration. So this was how Nabi Sazam conducted himself at home. Take one example, say the Aisha radiallahu anha, she says one night, Nabi sallallahu came back home after Isha. He retired to bed, he came to rest. She says, after some time, Nabi sallallahu alayhi I pretended that I was sleeping. I don't know what's going on, Nabi sallallahu Now look at her words. She says, he put on his kurta raven, softly. Why? So as not disturb my sleep. Nobody, if I'm waking up early in the morning, if Allah has given me that ability or that guidance to wake up perhaps to perform some method in the early parts of the morning, then I am waking up the whole neighborhood so everyone knows that I'm also. I woke up, rolled, and he put on his shoes softly. No disturbance. Aisha is sleeping. If her sleep gets disturbed, perhaps she won't be able to fall asleep again. Fantala so, then puts his shoes softly, opens the door softly. 
And he goes there, and for a long time he stands making dua for the people of Bakr. This was the end, the end of the life of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The last three months in his life, Allah Ta'ala had commanded him, whenever it was the time of Sayyidah Aisha, I remember, he would go to make dua, he would go to Bakr and make dua for the people of Bakr. As an indication that the time is coming close for him to join the people of Bakr and to also leave this world. Nonetheless, he makes dua. And then he turns around and he begins returning. Sayyidah Aisha says, I quickly hurried to make it into the home before Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam comes. But Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam realized that there is someone. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam began working faster. So she says, I also began working faster. Nabi Sallallahu began to jog, I jog. He ran, I ran. Luckily, I made it in. I just managed to get into bed and cover myself and the Nabi of Allah entered. The moment he entered, he says, Ma'amaki, Aisha, Aisha, are you okay? Something, are you right? What's wrong? The Amaki, I'm fine. No, no, you're breathing very heavy. You can't think. What happened? No, no, I'm okay. I'm fine. The Amaki says, Aisha, remember, if you don't tell me, Allah will tell me. So then he, she explains, he says, Oh, no, 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 this one happened. So the Amaki said, Oh, Aisha, Allah had sent Jibreel with this command that I should go and make dua for the people of Bakir. But look at these words. Command of Allah, command of Allah. Not that I'm going to play some sport and go to my friends. No, no. Command of Allah, go make dua for the people of Bakir. Aisha, karibtu antastaw ishi. I thought to myself that if I have to go after Isha immediately without coming home, I'll spend two or three hours making dua. You will feel lonely, O Aisha. You will feel alone, lonely. So I came home, I pretended that I'm sleeping. I thought you're sleeping, you don't know what's happening. Then I went to over the command of my Allah. Consideration, I don't even want you, O Aisha, to feel lonely. Not even mental. Not even mental stress, not even mental relief. So consideration. This was the hallmark of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As he mentioned, don't look in your life as if there is nobody else around me. So be considerate with the people of the man. And just reflect over this. I was thinking about it this morning. In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about that be kind, be good to your parents, not to obey your parents. That's, that is a duty everyone has to do. Fulfill their rights. There is a command, you have to do that. Allah is saying, Ihsan, go beyond the call of duty. Be good to them. When they hear Qurba. And likewise with your relatives. And Qurba, your neighbors. Wasahibi bil jam. I was just thinking about this. The Quran teaches us that Wasahibi bil jam, Wabi Sabin, that even when you are on a journey, when you're traveling, you're going from Gaul to Johannesburg, only if you're going from Gaul, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, is someone that is next to you on a journey, the Quran teaches us, be good to the person that is next to you. When the Quran says we will be good to the person who is next to us, on a journey of 1 hour, or 2 hours, or 10 minutes, 
Well, what do you think about those people that are next to us throughout our lives? Our wives, our children. So this is one aspect in the, in the house of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Second thing I want to share with you, time is almost run out very quickly. Was the Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he entered the home, then he created a positive environment. It wasn't an environment of, of, of tension. It wasn't a room of stress, of unhappy. You know, as they say, when you ever go into your home, before you reach the door, then take out all your values and all your stress. Whatever happened, take it, it outside your home and then enter. Because the people of the house, they don't deserve the brunt of what others have done. If I had a bad day at work, if I had a bad experience with someone, I didn't, I couldn't go and talk with my boss. Now there's a good one. Do I take it out on those innocent people that are there? No, this is not the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And as I mentioned, this, this was the house, but this was the general way of Nabi sallallahu He was very positive, encouraging. Not a person that would smash people down. Not a person that would break people's spirits. And one of the reasons, Sahara radiallahu alayhi wa sallam, some defeat, some temporary defeat, they began running. Some of them began running from the battlefield, running away. Because they couldn't take the heat of the fighting. Someone sees them running and he begins to turn them. Until you are running away. You people are running away. You people are running away. Maybe Sarah Ali some years as he sees no no no. Until you are You're not running away, you're just coming to take a break to go back again. You're not going to go back. Positive. Encouragement. See the Aisha radiallahu anha was asked. How is the Nabi of Allah when he entered his house? He says, Kana, she says, Kana, earlier than us. He was the most softest person when he came inside the home. Most kind. Most gentle and polite in speech in his behavior. Kana, Akram and Nas. Kana, I do not mean it. He was like a normal person. He didn't look at you. You know who I am. I'm so and so. He used to make his own shoes. He used to make his own boat. He he will take care of his own. He is good at doing this for me, do this for me. But no, no, he will do his own work. Then you can find his own work. The children of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We follow him his way, inshallah. Never did a vulgar word leave the mouth of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam throughout his marriage. He never said a vulgar thing. Sometimes the person is not vulgar, he's not raw, he's not bad, but sometimes what happens, he pretends to be so. He puts up a lot to show that, you know, he's angry. She says, Wala mutafahisha, never did he even act like it. Wala sahaba, never did he raise his voice. This was the conduct of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I compared with this one incident. Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu says that one day Nabi sallallahu was busy mending his shoes and she was knitting. She said when she saw look at Nabi sallallahu she noticed with the smudgy heat, beads of perspiration forming on his forehead. So she began to marvel at the body of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa because he was extremely beautiful. The Nabi of Allah was extremely beautiful. So she began to admire his beauty and she says that I noticed as those beads of perspiration formed, the perspiration of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wouldn't smell. It would have the smell of ita. Sahaba Rabbil would collect the perspiration of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and use it as ita. 
and for better conditions. So she says they saw the perspiration on the, on the base of perspiration, and then they saw a more light, you know, experience me a light shining. I saw a more shining in this, on the forehead on the base of perspiration, and I was just looking at Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He looked up and he saw me staring at him, she says, oh, I saw what's wrong, you're staring at me. So she says, I'm just thinking that if this great poet, or the great poet, Arab poet, if he was alive today, he would have known that you are the person that is more basically for his poetry. His name is Abu Kabir al-Ghazali. So one of the problem is, when you look at his forehead, then it looks like when the clouds, the gray clouds, shine up with lightning. You know, it's dark and lightning you know, uh, strikes through the clouds, how the clouds light up. When you look at his forehead, then it's as if his forehead is lighting up like the clouds with lightning. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam leaves his shoes, stands up, he goes to say, Aisha holds her head and kisses her on the forehead. And he says, Aisha, do you know that I am more happy with you, even more happy than what you are with me? So this was the, the atmosphere in the house of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We may go that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to learn of the religion of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and grant us the realization that we have the greatest treasure and that is the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah give us the ability to Oh, 
الحمد لله الحمد لله حمدا طيبا كما امر ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وازواجه وذرياته وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد فايها الناس احمدوا الله فان تعيد راس الطاعات واتقوا الله فان تقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم بسنه فان سنه تعجيل وطاعه ومن اطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى واياكم البدعه فان البدعه تعجيل المعصيه ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغلا وعليكم بالصدق فان صدق عندي هو الكذب يونك وعليكم بالاحسان فان الله يحب المحسنين ولا تقلتوا لي ഫലീൻ <laughs> ഹമ്മദുല്ലാഹി <laughs> ും <laughs> Let us see ourselves and show that there are no gaps in front of us. ഹൈദരാബാദ് <laughs> 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 
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله استغفر الله استغفر الله اللهم إنا نسألك تمام العافية ودوام العافية ونسألك الشكر على العافية ونسألك الغنى عن الناس اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إنا نسألك إضاءك والجنة ونعلمك من سخطك وعربك والنار صلى الله وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه اجمعين ورحمة الله